Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to episode 33 of Coach Talk. Uh, slight delay in getting this to you guys. It's about 11.40 right now on Thursday night. I just had a real busy day running around all over the place and just getting to the Coach Talk recording right now, kind of late at night. Uh, But a quick update, we play Paramus Catholic tomorrow night at Paramus Catholic. Last game of the regular season. Um, Something where we're coming off this DePaul Catholic win last week. They're the number one team in New Jersey, uh, you know, with all the rankings. And and, and we beat them pretty good. So we're feeling confident. And kind of my message to the kids today was just if you, you you know, you're feeling confident after this win. If you really think that, you know, you have the audacity to say that we're going to be the last team standing at the end of the playoffs. Well, and this is, is, you know, a game we got to handle like men and we got to take care of our business, I think. Watching the film, we feel like we match up well and can do a lot against them, and they have some holes that we can take advantage of. And it's a game we really feel like we should win. So, you know, the message to me was kind of just businesslike. It's like, you know, there's, there's no rah-rah speech here. We've all gone through a full season now. Everyone here is a veteran. Everyone understands what it takes to win and how you prepare yourself to win. And so now at this point, it's just about handling your business like a man and, and, and going through that professional process of getting your mind ready, getting your body ready, and then going out and executing your job for 48 minutes. And if we do that, I think we're the better team and we'll win the game. Um, but kind of a cool note to this is, if you guys don't know, uh, the offensive coordinator for Paramus Catholic is Gary Nova, who's a former Rutgers quarterback that I coached when I was a GA there. He's also a former Don Bosco quarterback. He was undefeated in his career at Don Bosco. Um, and he's the offensive coordinator at Paramus Catholic. He's been a huge part of the sideline hustle. Uh, been with me since day one, helping me uh, start this and providing a lot of content. Uh, so we did a we recorded a podcast together last night, actually, kind of summarizing each of our seasons, uh, telling some stories, talking about the highs and lows, shared some funny stories. And that will be the Coach Talk episode tomorrow, episode 34. will be Gary and I on. It'll be a longer episode. It's about 18 minutes long, the recording. So for anyone who watches it on IGTV, it'll have to be two separate episodes. Um, but the podcast, you know, just be a slightly longer episode. But some good stuff. Just me and Gary always have a good rapport. Uh, he was my my original co-host. We've, we've done a lot of episodes together. So we just kind of wrap on air about what the season's been like, what the biggest adjustments have been, and, and try to provide some insight uh, to everybody listening on, on what the life is like for, you know, a New Jersey high school football coach. Um, as far as the topic for the day, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, kind of our mindset as coaches going into Thursdays. Uh, as far as like uh, Thursday is a big day uh, game plan wise for for cutting plays. Um, I think you you go into it and going into the day you kind of assess all right what's on the game plan what have we gotten reps at what's what do we like what's what's been good this week okay that that stays and most of the stuff that you game plan that's new 
you made sure you got reps of it during the week so you're comfortable running it during during a game sometimes though there's you know one or two or three plays or maybe a wrinkle to a play that you just don't get to maybe you only run it one time during the week and it's a little complicated or maybe you run it four or five times during the week and it just never looks good you never execute it well uh, and then you have to ask yourself going into Thursday like, do I need those plays do I feel comfortable calling those plays? And if not, you try to cut everything you can. You try to cut as much as possible to simplify the game plan, simplify what's on the menu so you as a play caller and as a staff can kind of think more clearly. And you only have stuff on there that you're confident about. Um, sometimes you go into Thursday, let's say it's a play you ran four times, it'll only look good once. You might be kind of iffy about it. Um, then it might be something you run on Thursday in the walkthrough. You kind of judge how, how well the kids understand the play. If they have a great understanding of it, then you might keep it in if you really want to keep it in. But then if you run it on a Thursday and they completely blow an assignment or they're asking a lot of questions and it seems like they're playing kind of slow, it's probably a play that, that, that you're going to cut uh, by the time you know by, by the time it's all said and done. But So that was, that was a big day for us today. We had, we had a lot of new wrinkles in the game plan, so we kind of went through and there were like three or four plays where I was like, all right, the receivers have only done this twice this week, didn't look very good, like we got to think long and hard about whether or not we want this today. Um, and that's kind of you know the way the conversation goes. And then there's always, you know, the eight or nine wrinkle plays or new additions that you think you're really going to get the defense with, where, where based on their tendencies, based on the way they play coverage, whatever it is, you're always scheming something up to take advantage of that. And that's kind of the game within the game of, of being a play caller and helping game plan uh, during the week. Um, but, you know, so, so that, that, that's what we were doing today. Thursday, it was a good walkthrough. Uh, we got in and out early. I think it's always good to get the kids off the field and out of the building early on a Thursday and give them a full... 24 hours to themselves to recover, to you know, relax, to get their minds right. Um, because I think there is, it, it is very important. You can't just be totally high strong during the whole week. And you know, you kind of, you kind of build up until Wednesday when you're going full contact. Take it down a notch on Thursday. Get your mind right, relax, recuperate. And then once you wake up Friday morning, you know, the intensity starts to build throughout the day. You start to visualize your success. You start to visualize making plays. You start to visualize your job within the game plan on each play. And and make sure that you're you're good on all the fine details. So that's at least what I expect um, of, of my players, and I think they've done a pretty good job of that this year. It, it's one thing for receivers, you know, you're always the position that's asked to make the most adjustments week in and week out. You're not going to change, you know, protection calls up front very much throughout, during the year, at least as far as like the scheme and the way you do things. You're not even going to change, you know, you might add a, some wrinkles to the run game, add a new run play here and there. But most of the time, you know, power is power. Inside zone is inside zone. The, the way you block it is the same. Uh, you might be doing it against a different front, so that's a little bit of an adjustment. But for receivers, you add in three or four, you know, new pass concepts or new routes pretty much every week. And, you know, if, if you're a team that likes to scheme guys up and kind of make those adjustments. So it's a lot for us as receivers. We got to be locked in. We got to take our meetings very seriously. We got to go do, find extra walkthrough time. Because even something as simple as you're in a new formation, and just the act of figuring out who's on, who's off the ball sometimes can be complicated. And that's a really simple thing. You know, who's on, who's off. You got to make sure one guy's on. Um, but but sometimes, you know, it's a totally different formation or you're motioning to it differently. And there's just little details like that that are all over the place that for me, I have to be frantic about uh, during the week and, and making sure that we have, uh, we you know, we have settled and, and we're really firm on. Um, but, but for receiver, that's definitely one of the most challenging things during the week is all those adjustments. You know, it might be a play that, that sometimes and sometimes rather than name it a new play or create a new play uh you decide that all right you know we've been running you know this play all year but versus their defense we want to make this small little tweak all right let's just tell the kids that on kansas which is not a play we have but let's just use kansas on, on the play called kansas uh let's just change their route this this week a little bit 
And that's sometimes a gift, sometimes a curse. Sometimes that's easier than coming up with a whole new concept for one little tweak. But then other times the kids have a rule and ha you know rules designated or assigned with those plays in their head they've learned all year. And now you're kind of breaking those down in week seven, week eight, and ask them to relearn in the course of three or four days. That can be difficult sometimes. And it's something I'm constantly managing. I'm constantly figuring out, you know, do we have to call this something else? Do I need to tag? You know, if we're throwing a bubble, uh, do we just tag it bubbled or do we tag it Y bubbled to designate exactly who's running the bubble so there's no confusion? And and my thought is, like some guys want to be less wordy in their play calls and take out as many words as possible. To me, if you got to add a Y tag, an H tag, or, or some little words to take the thinking out, that's what you want. Because the last thing you want is the receivers to be uncertain out of the huddle. They got to spend four or five seconds figuring out where they're aligning. Now what's my responsibility? You know, what, what am I doing? And then they have no time to kind of settle in before the play, look at the defense and create a plan. And that's when they play slow. That's when they play hesitant. That's when they make mental mistakes. And so as coaches, you try to eliminate those situations as much as possible. You try to, to create circumstances for them that are comfortable, that are familiar, that allow them not to think and play fast. So if you can add extra verbiage to a play call that takes out the thinking and, and tells them exactly where to go and what to do and what's going to happen with the way you you um, verbalize the play call with the way it's called and the words in it. Um, I think that's always a huge help for us at the qu the quarterback and receiver position, running back position. I think are affected by that quite a bit. Um, but you know, so that was kind of us during the week this week. We made some little adjustments, and that was kind of uh, you know the topic of discussion all week. Do we need to tag this something else? Do we need to name this something else? Or or can the kids just learn that this week on this play we're making an adjustment? And you know, it's kind of a combination of all the options uh, throughout a week just to. Do whatever the kids, you know, what, what what the kids need to do to to get comfortable with the game plan. Also, you know, you might find something middle of the week. You might draw a play up on Sunday when you haven't gone out and practiced, and then you you run it all week. You're like, man, if we could just make this one adjustment to this play, uh, I think it'll really do well this week. So so that that's kind of inside the mind of a coach how we operate throughout the week and what the adjustments are that we're making. Um, you know, every practice, every rep. Um, so that's it. Episode 33 of Coach Talk. Uh, like I said, myself and Gary Nova will be on the podcast tomorrow. Should be a really good episode for everybody. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, that's all I got. Coach Leibs, I will see you guys tomorrow. Reach. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.